unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative. She's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is Rose Unplugged. This episode of Rose Unplugged is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. You know what? Right now, Mike and his employees at MyPillow want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance and new product sale. It's everything, right? Basically, for the best prices ever when you use promo code ROSE. You get free shipping on the entire order. Get 50% off of MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand new Flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items. I mean, come on, usually you'd be paying a lot of money to ship this. But the larger items, like the mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA, on sale now for as low as $99.99, and free shipping. Everything is on sale. Go to MyPillow and use promo code ROSE and you get free shipping on the entire order. MyPillow.com, promo code ROSE. This is a portion of the interview that Jeffrey Lord and I did with Congressman Scott Perry while I was sitting in for Sean Hannity. I am here with Jeffrey Lord. My name is Rose. Hey, Jeffrey, how's it going? It's going very great, especially (laughs) in the next several minutes here. My congressman, whom I call my favorite member of Congress, just happens to be Pennsylvania's own Congressman Scott Perry, the outgoing chair of the Freedom Caucus, who has graced us with his presence today. Congressman, how are you? I'm well, Jeff and Rose. And I'm the one who's honored. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who's serving, but I'm thrilled to be on with you, the bringers of the truth. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, first of all, where we stand with the Republican caucus as we move into uh, the conference, as we move into the new year. You know, I know that these folks think that uh, in the media, aside from you folks, think that the, the leftist regime is going to last forever and continue on the fundamental transformation of America. Look, we're going to have our challenges. We're going to be down to a two-seat majority and maybe at some point down to a one-seat majority. Wow. Um, but, but I will tell you, Jeffrey, for me, and I think probably for your listeners, I don't understand and I don't get why that's hard. Um, we need to rein in government spending and the influence in the government in our daily lives. All Republicans should be for that, so that should be easy. We should be for securing our own border. That should be easy for all Republicans to uh, uh, to be on board with. We should be for impeaching Secretary Mayorkas for dereliction of duty and abject. Um, I, I don't know what you want to call it. it. It's it's not incompetence. They are doing exactly what they want to do, which is flouting our laws and and ensuring that we have an invasion in this country that puts every citizen at peril. Uh, and in danger. So these should be easy, whether you've got a whole bunch of Republicans or you're down to a one seat majority. Why would any of them vote against any of those things? Yet yet we seem to struggle to get the votes for these these very simple uh, things that, quite honest, most Republicans ran when they ran for office. They said, if you elect us, this is what we'll do. And then when they get to Washington, D.C., unfortunately, some of them can't find 
you know, can't find their voting card or something, <laughs> they, they just refuse to do it. And I, I don't understand why. And I'm sure you, that we don't either. It's very, very frustrating when you think that we're kind of all on the same page and, and you see your friends and your colleagues out running on the same platform. And then with the votes right in front of them, um, you know, quite honestly, some of the turmoil, let's talk about some of the turmoil in the House of Representatives this year. The context is this. The Democrats and the left aren't interested in doing anything to save the country, right. they want to tear down what is America, what has been America, and, and refashion it into something else. The only real fight to save America is on the Republican side. But, for instance, we're going to take in – well, last year, because we're in the new fiscal year already. But last year, take in $5 trillion in revenue and tax revenue from the American people – Spending 7.2, so that's 2.2 trillion more than we're taking in. One of the fights in January was because some of us, myself included, said, "Hey, can we just spend 7.1 instead of 7.2?" Oh fight, right? It's still 2.2.1 trillion over what we're taking in. And then by by May uh, on Memorial Day, they even gave up that. And so, you know, heading into the new year, the Senate wants to even spend more money. And and the Senate includes some Republicans that will go along with that. The American people cannot afford this government, as evidenced when they go to the grocery store. I say from lettuce, every single thing you buy is more expensive. And it's because of what's happening in Washington, D.C., and this insatiable appetite to spend your money, even when your money doesn't exist. But I did want to ask you, Congressman, if you could give us some insight on something that just happened recently before you all took a recess if you don't mind. And that was um, Mike Johnson. It seems out here for most people, I hear a lot of people talking, they feel like there was a deal made with Schumer. And, you know, we know that there was money for Ukraine. There was an effort to aid abortion in a military. And then, and, and this one I think would be very dear to your heart, that temporary renewal of Section 702. And that's the FISA court that's supposed to surveil foreigners and not us. But in the end, we find out that there have been a ton of searches on Americans' data so when we look at all of this, a lot of people are asking this question. Could this, A, cost him his job? I think the Democrats are just putting that out there. I don't think it's going to cost him his job. But in short, it did seem that, appear that, he made deals with Democrats. But before they all went home, they did pass that bipartisan defense policy bill over a lot of strong objections from 73 ultra-conservatives. And so here's the thing. Did they put a hold on it because they didn't actually say, yeah, we're going to keep 702 as is, but they did put an extension on it. I think I can't remember. Is it until March? I'm pretty sure. Is that because it requires more time to take a look at? But you and I both know and you've been through a lot yourself that the 702 is, is something that's so very important to Americans right now. As it should be. Yeah, absolutely. The Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act meant for foreigners passed in 1978. And since then, you know, we had the 9-11 terror attacks in the United States of America, of course, just two months ago in Israel, 1,300 uh, Israeli and American citizens slaughtered, raped, uh, ravaged uh, by terrorists, yet uh, 702 didn't save any of them. In the meantime, the FBI and, uh, and our law enforcement agencies in America are using it to spy on people that go to Catholic mass or have the temerity to show up at a school board meeting and then get a threat tag uh, placed on them by our Department of Justice, uh, which is why I voted against that bill. And as a guy who spent 
over 35 years in uniform. I also voted against the National Defense Authorization Act. We had a good bill coming out of the House. The Senate did not have a good bill, but we we named conferees. Those are the people that that do conference be, you know, the differences between the two bills. And I was one of the conferees. I got named as one of the conferees under some protest, but uh, you know, McCarthy put me on there, and then we never met. And then they, and then four people, two in the House and two in the Senate, decided what that was. We told the Speaker, let these bills run separately, at least so that the American people can see who votes which way. And of course, more Democrats voted for this package than Republicans, yes. which is a very bad sign. And, um, you know, and I, I got yelled at by some of my Republican colleagues saying, you know, this is why we can't get anything done here. And I said, I don't want to do these things. I don't want my government spying on the citizens of the United States of America. If they want to spy on foreigners and keep us safe, so be it. But they're not keeping us safe and they're spying on us. So um, with all due respect, I know that the speaker was put in, you know, during overtime, you know, down three touchdowns. And we all expect miracles. But I will tell you, anybody, whether it's the speaker or anybody else, has to be willing to stand up to the Washington cartel, the Uniparty, and say, no, right. you're just simply not going to do it. And and uh, I know the pressure is very high, but the country can't take much more. And I think, uh, Jeffrey and Rose, you all feel that. And I think that listeners on Sean's show feel that as well. Well, Absolutely. you know, one of the things, too, about this with Speaker Johnson, and listen, a lot of people will tell me off the record, staffers, everyone, they they like him. They say he's an honest man, a uh, man of principles. And, and I do think he's a good guy. One of the things that was said of this uh, by Representative Mike Simpson, he said of Mike Johnson, he's trying to satisfy all our conference, which I don't know that he can. And then he added, you have to remember, this is the first time he's been in this role. So, yeah, OK, it is his first rodeo. But at the same time, that, I think, was alarming to us or disturbing on, on many levels, the surveillance, the, the 702. And why should he have to satisfy Two ends of the conference. Right. That the problem is, is that there's a portion of the conference that not only wants to continue FISA, but actually wants to expand it. Imagine that wow. Republicans thinking that, um, you know, the, the section, I think it's called 540. We have 702 and 540, part of the Patriot Act, Patriot Act, which would compel anybody with a Wi-Fi connection. So you think of Panera or uh, McDonald's or any place you go where you might pick up a Wi-Fi connection, they would be compelled to spy on behalf of the American government on their patrons. And yet that's what some Republicans in, in the Senate and the House are asking for. And I just wonder, how do they go home to their districts and say, please elect me? We had 278,000 Americans spied on under this program that we know of, right? That's what was self-reported by the agencies illegally spying. And yet somehow they're countenancing not only continuing it, but but increasing it. It is it is unacceptable. I simply I will always be a no vote for that. Oh, I appreciate that very much. I think they cocoon in in D.C. And when they go home, they they kind of hide out. (laughs) I really do. Some of them they do. Except for Scott. Except for Scott. (laughs) Uh, Scott, I want to switch gears a little bit here. And I want to read you a story. uh, the, The first sentence of a story I saw, I think it was called Spotlight PA. And the headline says the Shapiro administration has canceled the planned upgrade to Pennsylvania's system for managing voter rolls, leaving officials stuck for the foreseeable future where the process and technology, they say, is outdated and inefficient. Um, you know, you add that into the mail, mail-in mail ballots, and I think I saw you on Newsmax talking about this 
Uh, Give us your thoughts just in general on the election process in our beloved Commonwealth. Uh, As you know, just up until a few years ago, Pennsylvania, for for all its problems, and the Commonwealth does have plenty, actually had a pretty pretty secure election system. We showed up on Election Day one day and and cast our votes. You had to sign a book to say, you know, you were there and who you were other than an absentee ballot. And unfortunately, our state Republican Party gave the Democrats every day, everything they wanted, which is essentially 50 days of voting with mail. And, and the Democrats, of course, used that to great effect. You know, we represented by Senator John Fetterman. Now, nobody made the case that John Fetterman was the better candidate or was more lucid or was more experienced to do the, this very high-profile, very important job. They didn't have to make the case because they didn't care. They collect the ballots. They collect the votes. They go get them. The Republican Party, unfortunately, myself included, has to say, look, we don't like the rules of this game. We think you should show up on Election Day uh, with your ID in hand, prove who you are, prove you're an American citizen, and vote on that day. And if you can't, file for an absentee ballot. But those aren't the rules anymore. And so we have to play with the rules that uh, that we have. And unfortunately, when you have a radical leftist governor like we do in Josh Shapiro, who would like to be president someday. So that- yeah, that's what's happening. I mean, hey, listen, I appreciate you and what you're doing for our state and representing us. Thanks for joining us today. Congressman Scott Perry, your doll.